0: Your body can get scratched. We get hit here and there, but when you're getting up and you know that that wound does not break you, it's the determination to be compassionate with yourself. I think we get really harsh and judgmental with ourselves, thinking there's something wrong with us, but if we have noticed everybody is getting some kind of wound, yes, some are more grave than others, but you are never broken. There are opportunities for our work and careers everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible. This is
1: Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Mary Ann I'll be your host for this episode. And today I am just delighted to have a guest on my show, an international guest all the way from Albania. Irene riad is an emotional, intelligent, and international federation coach that assesses and develops personal, emotional, and cultural intelligent leadership potential and career direction. And she has a focus for organization that will build their leadership potential pipelines and organizational engagement and broaden their talent development practices. She also works with teams as well as individually focused practicing and those that prepare leaders to undergo stretching experience, credentials, and making their teams and individuals the best version of who they can be. So, after that incredibly long introduction, and without further ado,
0: help me welcome Irene Riet. I ain't say hey, hello to everybody. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And so delighted to be here with you, Marianne. Thank you.
1: Well, I am just thrilled to have a person of your caliber on Career Can Do. You know, I love to travel, and your location is for sure on my bucket list, but you're doing so many wonderfully innovative things. And as we all know, we've talked about the Blue Room. We certainly are in a new work world. Mm-hmm. You know, you do a lot with finding our authentic self, which I think is so paranoid. Yeah. But how, Irene, is finding our authentic self connected with finding our passion in
0: our careers going forward love that question and that's a question that i always ask myself every time there is an opportunity that opens up in the workplace and i see it this way the passion that i have for career and bringing income to my family stems from the passion i have for myself and that's why When we go into the world kind of looking for a career, whether that's a job or voluntary work or whatever it is that makes that career fulfilling, if I'm not connected to really what fills up my soul, who I am in essence, I'll get confused with which opportunity to take. I might knock on doors that don't really open and think the problem is with me, or I'll get frustrated with a job I actually take. And it doesn't really give me what I'm looking for. When I say finding my authentic self or finding our authentic self, it's that person within. I say that's our soul. We have a mind, we have a body, but in essence, we're a lot deeper than that. And that soul is like our heart. What beats? What really is meaningful at the end of the day when I go home or when I reflect on my life? So it does take a bit of time. Just to reflect, it takes some journaling, takes some chats with people we trust in really understanding who we are, what really makes our life worthwhile, and how could I express that self in my career? So, what does that mean that career could look like, would look like? And it opens up a lot of questions. How often do I want to work? Where do I want to work? And now, since COVID and since the workplace, Environment has changed, it has opened up opportunity where you could be doing work from Albania in somewhere else across the world. So it allows you to expand your mind and just connect more to who you are, what fires you up and fills your soul. That's exactly
1: right. And I'm in alignment with all that, which leads me to the next question. And that is sometimes our challenges in life and our life significant setbacks are really an opportunity for growth. How, Irene, do you believe we could become stronger in our careers from using the wisdom of our life-significant setbacks? And I think we all can agree the last three years, we've all had some kind of life-significant setback, don't you think? So tell us from your perspective, how you believe that wisdom can really help us in our careers. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So definitely COVID has been a big impact on everyone's life. And even without COVID, we've all already endured some kind of setback. I think by human nature, it it is the journey of life. And it took me a bit of change in the way I was thinking to come about this. So when a setback happens and I'm wounded, like I'm really, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it can go on. That wound saved our life. That wound, what happened, because it protected us in the end. So that's why I say it's wisdom. It's wisdom because the body adapted in a way that it did get a scratch or a wound, but it doesn't mean that it's broken. If you look at it, your setbacks, it is a cliche to say they make you stronger, but it is when you reflect, it makes you stronger because it may have left a scar, but it taught you how strong you could move forward when you look at it as just a wound, as an area that teaches you what not to do next or what to do further. And it also made me look at my personal setbacks. I actually wallowed in them. And that's actually fine because it's kind of the grief process, the loss. But then you come to a point when you've allowed yourself to connect with that. It Fuels you with that power. It's more like a resilient power. It's like a foundation of resiliency that when you accept it in that frame, rather than it's a wound only, it heals. And it heals by actually taking small action. That when you look at the wound, it just has become something that has lifted you further, allowed you to do something with more depth. My wounds are the ones that have actually made me determined to start my company or take the certification or apply to things that one time I thought I'm less than or I failed in it before, so I can't do it now. But when you turn the mirror and look at it's just a wound. It scratched you. It's healing in its own time. But you, in essence, like the first Thing we said about you are in essence a soul like you are unbroken you are untouched the essence of you your body can get scratched we get hit here and there but when you're getting up and you know that that wound does not break you it's the determination to be compassionate with yourself i think we get really harsh and judgmental with ourselves thinking there's something wrong with us But if we have noticed everybody is getting some kind of wound, yes, some are more grave than others, but you are never broken. And that's how I work with my clients in the coaching world. They're never broken.
1: That's wonderful. And I know you have much acclaim and much respect from so many people all over the world. In fact, uh, Irene is co-authoring a book coming out this year, the end of the year with Brian Tracy. So I think that her information obviously is well-respected and very powerful. And in our Conversations with the Blue World, we spoke briefly about this mosaic metaphor you talk about and this seven-step renewal process. So without giving away the farm, though, can you tell us a little bit about this
0: seven-step renewal process? Absolutely. So the renewal is the abbreviation of those seven steps. And it is a process that takes time, but R is about recognizing the voice. We have a lot of voices, and that kind of connects to the mosaic. We are a mosaic of parts as a metaphor. R, recognize who is speaking in my mind. Is that coming from my ego? Is it coming from my higher self? And in the book, I go further, but that's R. E is step two. When you recognize the voice connect in your body, because the voice is a thought, You need to bring it to your body. What state are you in? What's happening in the body? As much as you can describe it, you get better at describing it the more you do it. Then within, it's noticing that emotion. Oftentimes we forget when you notice the emotion, it actually calms that emotion, whatever it is. If it's feeling anxious, if it's feeling afraid, even joy and that, it makes it bigger. So you recognize that voice. You examine what state are you in? What's the body feeling? You notice the emotion and then you engage with safety and you bring safety. I talk about safety from within. You engage with safety and choice. And then that widens the W, it widens your agency so that you could make a more informed decision. And A, it allows that awareness of your higher self to be more available rather than in the shadow. The last step, step seven, is that you lead towards that bigger picture of where you want to go, whether it's the legacy, a mission, but you lead in the direction of that bigger picture. I love that. All those letters, you
1: know, are very powerful as far as the words that you would attach to them. I mean, I've been a career consultant for a long time, over 35 years, and I think This mosaic metaphor, wow, I mean, I've never heard it pretty much said like that. But, Irene, I do think we're all our own version of a mosaic. Life experiences have made us have pieces of ourselves in different Mm -hmm. areas, in different emotional, intellectual, spiritual situations build us and have become what we are. So there's a popular song that came out many, many years ago. One of the verses in the song was, looking for love in all the wrong places. I think the mm-hmm. one you, what you're really about is that we have to look within ourselves first. We have to love what we've experienced, really become our best selves, to be able to make the biggest contribution in our career, to be able to lead with power in a way that is going to be best for us, but that also can make a valuable contribution to the world. Now you talk about the brain and you talk about this unconscious, you know, a lot of our... Very famous philosophers and psychologists have talked about the unconscious. But I think there is a big connection here about that and understanding our brain and freeing us from worry and fear. Can you talk to us a
0: little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's all connected. So our brain's main function is to protect us. It's not about happiness. It's not about joy. It'll always put safety protection first. When we are faced with a challenge, it'll always signal, whether that's through worry, fear, or some kind of anxiety, that there is careful, there is some harm coming. It is protecting you from past experiences that seem to be happening in the now, because the body is experiencing something. And the brain has the memory. They talk about implicit memory, and there's all kinds of memory It remembers what you have gone through in the past. So if anything resembles like it, it's going to protect you. It will tell you to watch out. It'll tell you not to move. It'll tell you to flight. The fight or flight or freeze kind of get you feel. That's why people feel stuck sometimes. It's like, go be part of it. Something has the brain triggered protection.
1: And if somebody comes to you and says, say they're a C-suite executive and they come to you and they say, you know, Irene, I really feel stuck, all right? I've had so much turnover here and I just can't seem to hire the right people. Or an employee comes to you and says, Irene, I'm stuck. I just have been on seven interviews. I can't get an offer. I mean, there are two different sectors here in the employment world, but there is a common denominator here that if an employer or an employee came to you with saying instead, I feel stuck. What kind of advice right now would you give them? What would you tell them to do?
0: Yeah, it's multidimensional, but with the case that person has been applying for interviews, I understand totally how that person feels. So there is a part of what is that person doing. But let's say he or she's doing all the right things. The CV's been checked. It's done well. He's been applying. Let's say he's written it. If he's doing all the right things, so that's part of it, just checking. Is that in order? But let's say it is, and that happens. It can be. And he's just not getting the responses or just not getting hired, not getting the job. The other part is the emotional regulation that we need to be in because life will have that and other things come our way, not when it's not in our hand. The lack of detachment is something I work on personally, but not being attached to an outcome, squeeze you up. It's a slight way of looking at things. But if there is something that you could do differently, definitely do it. That's a valid yeah. point,
1: because I think that sometimes, what does Nike say? Just do it. I mean, you know, not that you want to rush into something, but even if you take a job and it's not exactly your career of forever and ever, amen, even if you again, take a job and it's, you're going to learn something. You're going to have an experience to have you get more in tune with who you are and what you want to do. So it's not the end of the world. Now, I'm not suggesting, all right, and I mean, I'm a type of recruiter and consultant that takes a lot of time with people to make sure you're right. But if people have so much fear that they keep not taking a job because every single box isn't checked, that's, that's mm-hmm. more of a failure than taking a job that's not going to be forever and every then. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. Oftentimes, we are afraid the fear, which comes as fear of failure, fear of rejection, failure not taking a job that comes in because we think it's too big for us, or Not applying in the first place because we haven't checked all the boxes. Fear, again, some people fear success. Some people fear of getting that job and having more responsibility. You know, employers that I'm dealing with right now have a lot of fears about hiring
1: because, you know, everything's different now. Post-COVID, people have different demands than they did pre-COVID. Sometimes we have a hybrid variable that enters the work situation. Sometimes we have a talent shortage that we're dealing with. And so we have to look in other places to find people. Sometimes fears certainly have a mix in the hiring decisions of employers. What I'm understanding you to say is we have to just sometimes do it and look at other ways of making decisions and hiring or
0: getting a job. Learn the lessons that come along the way with that. Do you agree? Absolutely. Sometimes it's just fear of being discomforted with and you action it's just uncertain. And that is just gonna repeat itself if we're not able to manage our fear.
1: Well, I think you've given our listeners so much wonderful information. And I have truly enjoyed this interview with you because you know my I have learned so much. And I look forward to staying in touch with you and coming to Albania to visit you. But please. if we had to leave our listeners with two salient points, you know, I always like to do that at the end, to close in a way that gives our listeners two significant points that they can ponder on and learn from and think about, what would those two points be?
0: Yeah. The first one that has helped me a lot is befriend my fear. Befriend it. When it comes in all different formats, whether it is anxiety, worry, whatever shape, befriend it. It has come for protection, connect, tune in you will realize the message has changed Mm -hmm. and you will feel different in your body. Befriend it. Don't fear it. Befriend the fear. That's my first one. And the second one is remember that new, new acronym, just new instead of the whole seven step. If you just take N E W new action will always feel a little bit discomfort, like a beginner, but a new action is essential. And that's notice your emotion The E is examine your state, and the W is widen your agency, that choice. But if you just remember new, anything new gives me a little discomfort. That's just something to contemplate, not to fear it. It's just new. You're entering it with a beginner's mind like anything new. Okay, well, I think that's powerful, very powerful information
1: that you've shared. And I know you've widened my mindset. You've widened my understanding. Of so many things. We're just so thrilled to have you on Career Can Do. We look forward to a continued association.
0: If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be with you and with your audience. Yes, um, LinkedIn. I'm there as Irene Riyad. That's an option. Connect with me directly. I would love to be connected with others or my website, www.siteset.com.
1: Okay. All right. Well we've really enjoyed having you on the show. She's this delightful, delightful professional that has done so many wonderful things all over the world. We'll keep you updated on when this wonderful book that she's co-authoring with Brian Tracy comes out. All of this information about Irene will will be on my website, Fairmouth.com. So we'll see you all next time. And thanks again for listening to Career Can Do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. The views and opinions expressed in this program are solely that of the guest or speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Varian Fairmouth and Fairmouth & Company. Thank you.